Welcome to Vintage Annals Archive, Outsider Podcast. Uh, I'm very excited about today's episode with long-lost personals um, for many reasons. Uh, I tried, I've, I've been very lucky in our Instagram. We have have a large following. It's taken a long time. We've had a lot of people who really reached out to us and gave us boosts. One of uh, the biggest ones that helped us the most was Amy Sedaris, uh, who gave us a boost. Um and because I'm like a because I'm like a guilty Jew, I it said um, song without permission by Vintage Annals Archive, and I kind of thought she was calling me out because I'm a guilty Jew. That's what we do. We think like that. Uh, and, I, and then I wrote her a note apologizing, which I don't, I'm hoping she never read, uh, but it's pretty funny. So anyway, because of that, we try to really, you know if I see an account I like, I'll be like, hey, do you want to collaborate? And We've been collaborating for like a, I think for a year on it, and it's just always great for us. Um, and and I gotta say I'm a huge fan of Long Lost Personals. I've gotten to know Dan, who runs it. Uh, he's just in it for the right reasons. He loves what he does. He's really, you know, he, he's really serious about it. He really is knowledge. He really just you'll hear in the episode how much he cares and loves about it. And I feel like he takes the same better care than we do. I try my best, but. Uh, you know, I can be lazy sometimes, and I try to take a lot of care in this, but if I took the care I really wanted to, I would post, I would, instead of 17,000, I would have about uh, 800 posts, and, you know, it is what it is. So, enjoy, um, please check out Dan's page, it's amazing, uh, please um, join his page, it's, it's uh, again, Long Lost Personals on Instagram, and you will, you will be amazed, it's, it's, uh, so much it's great it's really great so uh, yeah so enjoy thanks welcome Dan uh, give me the background on you know yourself how this stuff happened thanks Rich yeah no nice to be here I appreciate it um, so yeah this, this I, I actually had to look I found uh, I, I grabbed a copy of the very first uh, collection of personal ads that I got and I had to remind myself of the date because it was a while ago but the address I filled out on the photocopy request form for the Newberry library here in Chicago uh, is an address I lived at from 2006 to 2009 so I think this was probably around 2007 or 2008 a friend of mine worked as a research librarian at the Newberry here. And for those who don't know, the Newberry is a really great resource in Chicago. It's a private collection though. You have to go in, you have to have a, a research purpose. You have to fill out a card and then you're allowed to go and you work with the library and they bring materials out to you. So my friend, uh, knowing I like Chicago history, invited me in and said, hey, I'm gonna fill a research card out for you. Why don't you come in, sit down? I'll bring you a few things out. She brought me a book. I want to say it was about the temperance movement in Chicago right before prohibition. She brought pictures before and after the Chicago fire. And then she brought me this, which was a copy of uh, a newspaper published in Chicago in 1877. It's called the matrimonial news and special advertiser. So that is probably one of the, that probably what we talked about before is probably one of the earliest. That's pretty fucking early. That's probably one of the, one of the earliest forms of that of that do you know have any any like real knowledge of history of personal ads in general in terms of like hmm. you know I mean, you don't have to but i'm just curious if 
if there's any, you know, even if it isn't not necessarily a source, but I'm like, yes. you know, like, what was the first personal ad? Like, there's got to be something, right? Yeah. The earliest instance I can find of a personal ad appearing in any sort of a newspaper is is the late 1600s, early, I think it's early 1700s. But this is one of the oldest collections that I personally owned. So I had a copy made, thought it was great. I, I put it away somewhere. And then around the beginning of the pandemic, uh, like a lot of people, I was bored at home, so I started cleaning my house out. I ran across this in a box. I pulled it out. I was having all kinds of like, you know, FaceTime calls with friends and things like that to pass the time. And I had this out. So I started reading ads to people and we were just having a great time reading these ads. And uh, yeah, I got to thinking, I wonder if I can find more of these. And I found more from the same era. And then I started finding more recent stuff. And then I started finding the weird kinky shit from the <laughs> 60s and 70s and 80s. And it's just, it's turned into a whole collection over the last three years. I, I have hundreds of publications at this point. So was there like this moment, and if you had a biopic of like, where you see this magazine and like, it glows and time freezes, or was it, was there ever, was there a moment where you're like, holy shit, this stuff is amazing? Was there a, a point you can think about that was like, holy shit, this is fucking great? I think I just noticed how much I was smiling and laughing as I was reading these and how happy they made me. And I, and I just thought it would be so cool to get more of these, maybe explore different eras and see if other people enjoy this. That's awesome. Um, and it's again, perfect for like the world we inhabit because it's funny, like when we set up our page, I don't know, I've got some hangups about any, apparently about anything that happened before 1960. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't like old black and white films, but then, you know, but also I think looking through your stuff, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And like, I was happy to read some that were from early time because then it opens that world up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, while um, we're on the subject, do you want me to read one from this publication? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask if you had any of those um, in the ones you picked out, but read them. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's you know, we, we got a bunch here, but if there's one that's in that stuff that, like, speaks to you, or even randomly, it might be fun to just open it up, press it, press it and see what, what comes up. This would be a great drink. This would probably be a great drinking game of some kind. I don't know what it would be, but probably a great, great game in, in these personal ads. I thought about like a cards against human humanity or apples to apples kind of thing where one player puts down like a person and then the other players have to put down an ad that that best matches. You know, something I don't know. Like a match, it'd be funny to like a matchmaker, some kind of a matchmaker game. Exactly. Yeah. You can just yeah. like do a Jewish concept of like matchmaker and have some very stereotypical older Jewish lady being like, oh, and you know, that, you know, anyway, I'm imagining what the commercial would be like in my head, but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> but go on. Sorry. Okay. So, so here's one from this publication. It's from 1877. A young widow lady, 30 years old, would like <laughs> widow to- Widow lady. Sorry. Would 30 years, yeah. <laughs> would like to correspond with an unlimited number of gentlemen above 40 years of age with a view to matrimony. Is five feet high, dark hair and eyes, and the biggest torment living. Will agree to keep her husband, if she is lucky enough to get one, in a perpetual state of ill temper. Having had experience, is prepared to enter at once upon her duties. Is ill-natured, bad-mannered, and worse-tempered. In fact, something like a chestnut burr and a lemon. Someone that recognizes a familiar spirit, please answer. Editor. Okay, so did we just find the person who invented polyamory? <laughs> and also, like, some kind of weird BD BDSM in? Is she the first to create this world? There's absolutely some coded language here. Is ill-tempered like she's going to... She wants to like punish the person? A little bit, yeah. She could be the first dominatrix. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And she says, is ready to at once enter upon her duties. I'm thinking that means, hey, I'm a widow. I have sexual experience. I'm not trying to skirt around this. I've been married, so I'm ready to get it on. That's amazing. I love that one. I'm almost imagining like it would be really cool. And I don't know if you've ever done this before, but like, what if you can go back and look up these people up and ask them, like, ask them what happened? Like, I'm, I wonder, there's gotta be stories here of, you know, oh. have you ever like actually found a person or a history of a person that was mentioned <laughs> in any of these? Absolutely. Yeah. Tell, tell me about that if you don't mind. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I, I'm very curious about that. Of course, of course. No, I mean, so my collection goes all the way back to 1856. And if, if I could just set this up a little bit, obviously, a lot of my collection is people who are long dead. So I, I mean, you know, we're, we're sitting in 2023 right now. So even an ad that came out in 1980 is 43 years ago. So if someone had a, put an ad out at age 30 in 1980, they're 73 right now or 72. So, th so they're pretty old and, and I don't do anything past the year 2000. So every, you know, everybody is a minimum of 40 years old. Why is that the cutoff? Some, I, I, that's my cutoff too, but I'm curious why it's your cutoff. It's my cutoff because it's, it, it's not a, it's not a hard rule. It's a soft rule. And I have posted some stuff past the year 2000, but it's a hard rule because I don't want to get into an area where I'm posting screenshots of Tinder profiles right. like that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but in terms of like older stuff, like to me, you know, someone, someone question, I posted something, they were like, oh, 2000, that's not vintage. I'm like, it's 23 yeah. years ago. Clinton was yeah. president. It feels, it feels pretty old. It does. It, I also don't want to upset anybody, you know, I, yeah. I just, no, no, like no, it's a good call. I'm just curious yeah. on why you picked that time frame. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. There's less risk, but um, so basically, yes. Part of what I like about this is that we live in a world where people are trying to categorize everything and catalog everything online and really just dredge up the past. One thing I like about this is most of these don't have names. Most of these don't have any identifying information. Some of them have pictures, but you get a picture that's 75 years old or 100 years old. You're, not, you're never finding that person based on the picture and location alone without a name or something like that. So I, I, I love the mystery of that and that it will likely forever remain a mystery. That said, there are some ads that include names and there are some publications I have that even include first and last name. What do you do so with those things? I've been able to look some up. Um, I would say the, the thing that I have that has the most identifying information is this. I, I post one of these a week. So that's, that's from one book? This is a book. So this is a book called A Woman's Guide to the Men of Michigan. 1983. Out of this, this is a hundred detailed bios of different eligible bachelors in Michigan. And be because these were the top 100 in the state, these are people who were of notoriety. There are people who worked in radio. There are photographers. There are, uh, there, there was one guy in here who I think was an Olympic level skier. There was a football player. So you can Google these people very easily. It's in the order of, of it's in the order of the top. It's alphabetical. Ah, oh, God damn it. It's just alphabetical. I'd love to read the like top five. Well, my favorite is there's an inscription. There's a, there's an inscription in here, kind of getting off topic a little bit. But the ins <laughs> the book was dedicated to someone named Sylvia. Okay, it, sa it says Sylvia, if you pay if you say the right words and make the time, my announcement in this book eligibility would be moot. Your friend, the man of Michigan, John W. So this is kind of a flex on Sylvia. Like, hey, check it out. I'm going to be in front of maybe hundreds of thousands of women potentially. So get on it if you want it, you know? What would you say, if you had to break it down, are the like five general themes of, of 
how people ask for these things like you know or and we and maybe we could do men and women like what are the five ways that most people communicate in categories if that makes any sense you know what i'm saying yeah are there no, any categories I, of like commonality and like you know the the guy like hey baby is you know what i mean is there like any is there like the meat you know is there any categories you've seen in that yeah. world tell yeah. me what some if you don't mind tell me some of the ones that maybe also that maybe are more enjoyable for you or absolutely I mean, some of these fall into, into types of publications. So I, I have publications that are strictly mail order bride catalogs. These are people who live in different countries who are seeking uh, to get married to Americans. I have uh, biker magazines, like Easy, Rider, Easy Riders magazine starting in the 70s and into the 80s and 90s would uh, have a section called Mail Call. And it was a lot of, it's all biker culture. So it's all bikers looking for their quote unquote old lady. Do you have any of this handy while you're talking about them? Yeah, I, one of my favorites is, is out of there. Let's bring it up. I kind of want to hear a few if you don't mind. Uh, sure. <laughs> the biker ones are just, they're, when I went through them, they're just fucking amazing. They're, they're so funny. I mean, these guys just have such a way with language, you know, is really what it is. All right, this guy. My Harley is in heaven, but I'm still around. Very good, very good looking, six foot three, 47, lean machine, searching for lazy, hard fucking slut, 25 to 40, who needs fuck pad, romancing, financing, highs, and lots of action with her old man. I've got bread enough for the good life in the sun and prefer ex-con or inmate with good slut record. If you're the worst, you're the best. And this is your big chance to get what you want. Henry, Box 548, Deerfield Beach, Florida. I mean, for the fact that it's a crude, it's, it has a lot of kindness in there. He's offering some real things. It's fucking poetic. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. He doesn't it's, really know how to express his what he really wants, but he's being very kind and offering some real shit. Yeah, I, I like that I, one. I think it's very real. It's, it's from 1982. I mean, my, my caption on this one was Henry has the soul of a poet and good slut record just shot to the top of my dating criteria. I mean, I, I love this one with all my heart. Um, I, it's funny you mentioned that you love the biker ones. I, I had a well, so one of my followers reached out to me and th this is a woman who lives I, I, in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. I can't remember if it was like Seattle area or Portland area. But she said, hey, you have a cool pandemic hobby. Mine is similar. I picked up Easy Rider magazines and made zines out of them. She sent me all these zines. It's a little zine called uh, Biker Love. And it just pulls. The so she pairs uh, pictures of bikers with the personal ads. So it's just like these little, Holy guys shit, man. little ads in here. So like, and she's got an ad that says, Terry, uh, time for an ice cream adventure. Let's eat ice cream and fuck. They're, they're so interesting. This, this woman uh, hosts a, uh, a 70s metal uh, radio show as well. Really cool stuff. I haven't listened to the show yet because we just got in touch. But yeah, these are two bucks a piece. That's really cool. And I think the reason I bring I like them is, you know, for all the vintage shit I post, it's never about just the past. It's the past to the present. It's what do you, where does it go? What do you do with this? Because Yes, absolutely. And, and what it ignites inside you. This, this ignites so much curiosity for people, I think. When I post these, I get so many comments to just imagining what the person might be like or what they might have been looking for or, you know, hey, this would have been a cool match for this person. Going back to the Michigan book for a second, though, I just wanted to say that I have, so these are easily found people. I've tried to reach out to uh, like three or four of them. A lot of them have professional websites for their photography or whatever they do. And I've reached out to them via those websites. And I just, I just say, hi, my name's Dan. I run an Instagram account called Long Lost Personals. I ran, you know, I, I ran across this book. Uh, I, I kind of imagine it as like the moment in Back to the Future 2 when Marty throws the remote control in Biff's hot tub and says, we need to talk about Gray's sports. Like, no, we need to talk about your past. Woman's Guide to the Men 
of Michigan. Is any and any based on that? Is, did anybody anybody react like you know? Are, are people standoffish when you do this? No, they won't write back to me. I just say, hey, I, I wanted I, I wanted to see if you could comment. I want to see if anything came of it. Did you go on dates because you were in this book? Did you meet somebody? Did you get you know? Did you ever get married? Anything? Can we do like a, a an ask me anything on my page or something? Zero, no response. So. I wonder if they don't see it or if they're seeing it and they're just like, oh my God, this thing, I don't want to talk about this. You probably go to, you probably go to uh, spam. I got to try a little hard. Well, these are their business though. I, I could be contacting them about, about, you know, securing their services for. Well, how would you, let's put it this way. How would you feel if you got one of those? Would you respond or would you be like freaked out? I love talking to people about anything. So yeah, I, I yeah. If I could, because yeah. um, just because we're on the subject of you asking about um, people that you can look up. And again, most people you can't look up because there's no information, but um, I have one in here and this is from 1951 and this has first and last name. And I thought this was just really cute. And, and this guy's still living. He's in his nineties and he's still living. And, and the reason I like this, it, uh, so if anyone is interested, uh, I posted this in my account. Oh, I don't have the date I posted it, but his name is uh, Ro Roland Thomaset. He's from France uh, of Hampton Falls, New Hampshire, but he's a, a French immigrant. Again, this is from 1951. It says, uh, 21 years old, Roland is five foot six, has brown hair and blue eyes. He was born and educated in France, came to America in 1947. His ambition is to become a professional photographer and his favorite hobby is taking pictures, especially in color. He likes singing and all good music. And there's just this really cute picture of this like very uh, stylish looking French man with glasses. And I Googled him and not only is he still alive, but he still looks the same 70 years later and he was a photographer for his whole life and i just think that's so great yeah i even you know it's like not like a real crush but like i'll develop these weird little crushes on some of these ads i'm just like god i wish that i was alive in 1940 so i could reach out to this person or you know 1990 or whatever year the ad i'm reading it oh yeah keep you in a state of bad temper oh my god i want to keep you in a bad temper dan <laughs> all right what's next where are we going next uh, yeah so i guess the moral is that if i had a time machine i would probably spend it going back in time to respond to personal ads um <laughs> when i was like i, I mean it's funny because this world seems foreign to me but when i was like in the early 90s I, I used to do like personal ads in the jewish exponent and you know i mean it's the same as i think you would put your ad and, and people met and stuff and it was like it's thinking about it seems so foreign but that was like 93. And at that point, because of not having computers, it was a viable way to date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my experience, I, I've found that the uh, the the J date of the past is uh, New York Magazine. There's a great personal section that was big in the '80s and '90s. Um, if you go back farther, the Saturday Review of Literature um, has a famous personal section that started in the 1920s. I've, I've actually got here. I got a couple from the 30s in my in the ads I, in the ads I picked out. Uh, this got a good. Uh, I, I think because of the last line, got a good response on the account. This is from 1937. So put yourself in 1937. Correspondence welcomed from Lady Manhattan, having shrewd, informed approach to art and letters, progressive social outlook, anti-Nazi in all caps. Anti-Nazi. Anti-Nazi. That's, yeah, that's well, enough to. Yeah, 1937. So you're gonna have a great yeah. conversation with this guy, right? It's like current ads. It's current, like you know, people's accounts that say no, you know, anti, no Trumpers. Right. Exactly. No anti-vaxxers. <laughs> no Trumpers. Or yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, another one from the same publication. Uh, European male, 48, unpolitical, undogmatic, unserious, unidealistic, unreserved, unattached. 
Modesty forbids fanfarinating positives, desires letter from tolerant, fanciful, 40-ish, unencumbered New York woman, highest ideals, no obstacle. Are there any ones that that are that you that people are just like fucking around and being funny? And are there any ones that you that seem designed to not ever get a date? Well, part of the deal here is that again, it's a mystery. You just don't know. But yeah, some of these feel like they're absolutely jokes. Some of these, some of these feel like like someone's friend put it in in their photo. Actually, I could read you one right now. There's a. This is 1981. Uh, I posted this one pretty recently. This is in one of my my kinkier publications from. This, this publication is called uh, Unreal People, I think. Oh. One of the first comments was, I feel like this was a prank on this guy and his friends put his picture, because the picture of this guy is, it, the picture's terrible. Like he's clearly out at a bar and he's wasted or something. Um, but it says, I'm looking for any and all women who still have milk in their breasts or a lot of it and wouldn't mind feeding a milk hungry, otherwise normal white male, 27 years old. We'll do anything to your body in return. I'll French you for as long as you like. While I'm at it, I'm a foot worshiper. And if you've ever had your toes sucked, it's terrific. If you have milk and beautiful feet, call anytime. Yeah. Let's let's take a break and follow the gut and go through the ones you picked out. Cause I don't want you to have done all that work for nothing. No, that's okay. How about let's do a religious one. All right. So another subsect of personal ads are the are the are the the Christian singles. So this is from a this is from a 1997 singles uh, Christian singles newspaper. Yeah, the, uh, you've posted this one. This this guy uh, has a, a very creepy stare. Um, the the picture is is priceless. But uh, the ad reads: Frank, ageless, 5'10", 125 pounds, Elijah-like man of God seeks attractive virgin female 20 to 36 whose life goal is marriage devotion to god husband family location unimportant experience with true prophetic dreams visions and foreknowledge of events is desirable close-up and full-length pictures with letter only are there some in your memory that just have complete different complete opposite ideas in them meaning like things that don't work together such as I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, you know, religious likes to, I don't know, looking for a kosher husband to go out and eat, eat, and, eat and get some, get some lobster. I mean, something in that world. Do you think it ever has any of these kind of obvious like conflicts in, in the way they're asking? I think the most conflicting ones are where you'll see someone who almost seems to be vaguely aware of the fact that they are not the most desirable person but yet they are seeking someone who is significantly younger and better looking and in better shape. You'll see, you'll see those from time to time. Yeah. My favorite ads, although, I mean, more, this is more like modern dating, but I love the ones where you can tell somebody just pissed them off and it's all about not being that person. <laughs> I don't care who you are, but as long as you don't eat, you know, sleep late at 10 o'clock on Wednesdays, you know, you know, do you have any of those that are just obviously like angry, angry, like, Re or rebounds. I'm just. I'm curious if they fall in those categories. I mean, I, I, I have. I have one here. This is. Uh, this, this is from the the women the women seeking women section of a nineteen of a nineteen ninety four weekly. I don't know if this is like a hey, I got out of a relationship and um, I'm looking for the opposite of anything. But this is more. I have blown my life up. So this this one reads: I have thrown to the wind my possessions. I have given up my animal. I begin at the genesis of all creation. You and I are mixed invention, part desire, part introspection. Age 20 to 30 preferred, long-term love, a roller coaster. Huh. 
And that's from the lesbian section of a, of a 1994. Did you, I don't know if you have awareness of the ones that are more queer, but do you feel like those are more coded and kind of out there? Do you feel like they're, they're, you can yeah. tell they're trying to be safe? Yeah, so um, I, I, another person I should put you in touch with is, uh, is my dear friend Haley. So Haley runs a podcast that I was on months back called uh, Q4Q. It's the Queer for Queer Personals podcast. And I did a whole episode on the history of queer personals. Um, so from what I can find, I find my first coded queer personals, and these are gay men in the 1920s. They disappear for a little while. I see them resurface in the 1940s and 50s. And then you get the sexual revolution in the 1960s and everything just comes above board. Like people don't need to step around it so much anymore. So, um, and, and again, it started out with the gay men and then, it, and then after the sexual revolution, you start to see the, the, the women and the trans community join in and then all, all sorts of other uh, you know, sorts of um, you know, individual identities. Um, and I, I have, you know, I have publications from 1960, as early as 1969 that are just for the trans community. And it's, it's pretty cool. What's interesting, if I can just interrupt for a second, is like the idea that you could tell the story of civil rights in the gay community and like, you know, and like being more accepted by just these ads over a period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. Uh, I, I mean, I can read one here. This is a coded ad from 1956. This, this is British and this was in a male bodybuilding magazine. These these uh, th these old what they would call beefcake magazines were um, a place where men could post coded ads and you'll read past the code very easily basically in, instead of a view to marriage they say a view to permanent friendship so like this guy says uh, man age 25 french desires correspondence in london or surroundings with view to permanent friendship interested in every subject outdoor living weekends promenades uh, john dagon uh, channel committee 25 years old um you know they'll say like interested in photography physical culture all, all the code words are like interested in the arts interested in, in theater the symphony or they'll say things like seeking open-minded so they're, they're they're fun i have from the 20s too you know i've got um this guy says uh bachelor this is from 1920 bachelor in cornwall 30 wishes to meet bachelor 20 to 30 for holiday on cornish coast apartments and board paid in return for companionship. If you can, if you can answer this or not, I'm curious on the weirdest publication you've ever seen conceptually mm. and the darkest. Okay. Let me answer that by reading an ad really quickly. And I want to answer you, I want to ask you what you think of this and if you would respond. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if you were an elderly woman, I am. So this, I've, been, I've been that way since I was 11. <laughs> I'm a Jew. We were all inside. There's an yes. old fucking lady. Yeah. An old lady who just wants to feed you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is also from 1920, and this this one is is really the oldest, one of the weirdest ads I have without being kinky. Well, maybe it's kinky, I don't know. Boy in London, 24, orphan, friendless, comfortable position, would be ever grateful if an elderly lady would be mother to him. Son's affection offered, genuine. Please do. Would I answer that one? <laughs> if you were an elderly lady, I, I already have you? a Jew I already have a Jewish mother that I do not. <laughs> I love her. I don't want another one. In, in terms of weird, I would say there are just degrees of it. You get some stuff that seems a little more run of the mill and you get some stuff where people just take it to all out extremes. Tell me, do you have ads that kind of speak to the, to speak to those that you can think of? I don't have it in front of me, but there was one guy who called himself a gas masked rubber suited fecal fecalist. So basically he wanted to dress all up in his rubber suit and just get 
shat on and roll yeah. around in, in feces. Yeah. You know, people have their kinks, man. Yeah, not to kink shame. Not my jam, but hey, you know. You and a lot of a lot of my followers will say like, oh, that's so gross, or oh God, this guy's horrible or whatever. And it's like, hey, you know, you don't have you you didn't have to respond to the ad. I mean, it, it was a lot, it was a lot of work back then. You would have had to get out uh, an envelope and postage and hand write or type a letter to this person in this you know, mail day must've been so interesting for these people back in the seventies. Like you put it out there. It's not like Tinder now or where you swipe on me and I have to swipe on you. It's I can, anybody can respond to the ads. So I put myself out there and I mean, I, I, I could just have an inbox full, you know, a, a mailbox full of physical, you know, nude pictures or, or unsolicited any type of letter. When did they go from letters to phone? um 1990 late 80s 90s i would say well some people in the 60s and 70s will list their phone number and list like hours to call and say hey we'd love to, or, or they'll say hey let's exchange phone numbers in the first letter and then they'll go to talking on the phone but no i mean the the only the only kink stuff that i can't get behind that i've run across in the ads is i, I did have one ad where a woman was talking about how she's really into animal stuff and she actually had a picture of her with like doing things with a dog and i was like okay this is this is too much it's funny if you don't have a pet when you have a pet it crosses the line it definitely yeah it definitely crosses the line um and and then some, some of the stuff in this uh, you don't see this much past the 70s but I don't, I don't know what was going on in the 70s with uh with with people just not having much of a respect for the age of consent but you do get you do get some guys looking for like really really young people and some of the language there, there was one guy and he he was in his late 20s and he said one of his line I'll, it's burned in my memory because I've, I've actually uh used this as one of the most disturbing ads i've come across one of his lines was tender young high school girls sh shown all i know so what would be the sending a dick pic in the in that in the world of classifieds no great question <laughs> and this was the last interview they got to do <laughs> through, through apple services <laughs> No, great question. It, it's interesting to watch how the language morphs over time. It's so coded early on. When you get to the late 60s, they start to like tip. Actually, when you get to the 40s, you start to see the first stuff where people are like, hey, I'm into photography. I'd love to exchange nude photographs. That's as risque as they get. When you get, when you get into the 60s, people start to get a little looser about it. They'll start to say things like well-endowed or you know, looking for someone who's packing or, or knows how to use their equipment, stuff like that. And then by the time you get to the 70s, 80s, I mean, it's just no holds barred. I mean, people are just like, I am exactly this big. These are my measurements. Here's a picture. I'm curious to hear more about the ones that are very specific, where people just know what the fuck and they're just putting it out there. Do you have any of those you can you can think about that you might be able to read that are just very like, boom. Yeah, yeah, no, there, there was um, a, a friend of mine has a publication called uh, Skins, and it was uh, from the 90s. It's, uh, it's specifically for gay men who are uncircumcised or seek, seeking uncircumcised. And there was one ad. That's what I meant by those, sub, those weird subcultures. So thank you for that answer. Yeah, yeah. And I love that it's called Skins. I mean, of course. <laughs> That's the best fucking name for a yeah. circumcised-based dating magazine. Yep. That's very specific. I've also seen stuff very specific look, looking for like, I'm looking for, for, you know, amputees or people who are, who are uh, disabled or differently abled. Um, I've, I've seen people looking for that. I mean, you name it, there's someone looking for it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a wild world out there. What are, I mean, you talked about one that was important to you. It was like poetic. What are some of the ones you can think about that are just beautiful, that are just like, just you reading like, holy shit, this is nice. Like, are there ones that are in that, you know, creative? I mean, I'm just curious about the like, 
the flavors, the flavors of these things and ones that kind of, you know, on more of a positive end that you responded to very, you know, warm, you know, with positive regard. I'm going to answer that with two ads from the 1940s. So this ad, I thought, just had so much enthusiasm jumping off the page. Um, this guy's from Kansas. This is from 1946. He says, dishwasher. And when I wash them, they sparkle with an exclamation point. Age 35, 5'10", 200 pounds, brown hair, blue eyes, American Catholic, in the dead center of Catholic. And that, Sorry, I just read Catholic. In the dead center of Kansas. And that's more truth than poetry. Wishes to hear from ladies 25 to 35 years old. Kansas grows the best wheat in the world. He took a line in his personal ad to brag on his state about their wheat. I just That just makes me smile. There was another guy from 1941 from Alaska. His ad was pretty unnoteworthy, but it has one of the, be one of the best finishing lines. Again, he was from Alaska. The, the last line was, and when the moon shines down on old Alaska, I'll ask her to be mine. That's nice. It's very poetic. And then uh, a recent one I did, this is from, uh, this is from the, the Village Voice, which should be near and dear. So in Village Voice in New York. I'm in Philly, but not far. Oh, sorry, sorry. I That's okay. okay. I we, mean, we, I love New York. I didn't, I, I love it, but you know. We've been talking I'm about in New Philly. York. <laughs> but if you have any Philadelphia ones, let me know, because I, you know, it's, it's all part of my father. Oh, I've got, I've got plenty. <laughs> we can look through the swinger. I'd love to, I'd love there. to get, yeah, see what I could have, <laughs> see if I, what I could have found back in the day if, if, you know, yeah. <laughs> So this is, uh, yeah, again, Village Voice, 1984. Dull, ugly, unstable, incompetent New York City gal, 30s, seeks dramatically opposite male, 35 to 45, non-smoker. I love that. Simple to the point. Funny. I've got a girl from Iceland, eight, eight, 18 years old, Iceland. Fisher. <laughs> no, she's cute, though. I mean, here, I can. I mean, 1984, she's wearing like a little, uh, little, it's hard for you to see we'll put bit. her picture in is, yeah, that, is that the one yeah. you sent me or is that one that it's not the I, yeah i sent it over but it's a, yeah iceland is, is it the one with the she's wearing the um headband i'm a canadian hold on and big um, 80s earrings oh is it margaret margaret yep oh she's fucking awesome yeah she's great so she did amazing picture super 80s it's from 19 it's from 1986 just screams 1980s uh she got the 80s makeup job the big dangly earrings the yeah the hair but it says Iceland fishery worker. My interests are men, travel, dance, music, animals, video, eat, sleep, sex, and more. Is that sex and more? And more. Okay. Let's read one of my favorites. This guy's from Wisconsin. His picture's just so goofy. This guy just looks like he is so happy and just having the best time. This is from 1976. This guy in Madison, Wisconsin says, learned cunnilingus a few years ago and love it. Come on over and dig it. I live in Madison. You want me to go on? Yeah. Another ad? Okay. Here's another picture I like. This is a picture from this guy's... Uh, this is a magician. That's a picture from his magic act. Uh, his picture is just fantastic. He's wearing a top hat. He has a, a... I think a mic... It looks like he has a microphone in one hand and a magic wand in the other. But it says, uh, Michigan, Detroit North. Young professional magician, full-time psychologist, 29, divorced. Seeks compatible assistant for cabaret acts. Possible marriage. Must enjoy theater, travel, children, own home. Uh, oh, sorry. Must enjoy theater, travel, and children. And he's saying about himself, I own a home, hypnosis clinic. I dig French. Uh, French is coded language for oral sex. There's a whole coded language that they, they speak in in these like 70s and 80s ads. French being oral, Greek being anal, and so on. There's a, there's a bunch of them. Uh, photo, troilism, which is a, a word for uh, three ways, basically. Uh, psychic sciences. 
straight by gals only. Send self-addressed stamped envelope, S-A-S-E, to the Great Rochelle, Port Huron, Michigan. I'm curious if there's one you can tell are like major looking for sugar daddies or sugar mamas. Absolutely. Do you know, are there any of those that pop up? I'm just, I just feel like those are funny to me because it's so obvious. There was one I posted that was not even trying to skirt around the fact. It basically said, woman seeks millionaire and the, it didn't say anything about her. All it said was, I, I, I am philanthropic and can help you donate your fortune. Yeah. That's all it said. I love my favorite like ads or even like, you know, dating sites where you can tell the person really has very little to offer, but has very high expectations of the other person. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. are probably my, just the, just the dynamic of that is hilarious there, to me. There's also, I mean, to your point, there, there's also like these funny reverse psychology ones where people will be like, Oh, I'm sad and lonely. I bet no one's going to respond to me. You know, please, ladies, prove me wrong. You know, I, I don't think that good looking ladies would be interested in someone like me. Let's go opposite. And I'm curious if there's ones you can remember that are just fully on full on narcissists. I've got so many. Uh, <laughs> That's everyone. <laughs> uh, there's so many. Um, yeah, more more men than women probably fall into that category. It seems to be the case. You get some guys who like to talk about their physique. There was one guy that said, hey, I just won an award for best male physique. I'm 27. You know, come check me out. Uh, yeah, it's it's all over the place, though. I mean, people are constantly posting pictures of their bodies. There's also people looking for swinging, so they post as couples. And a lot of the couples will not feature a picture of the man. They'll kind of use the woman as bait. They'll be like, hey, here's the hot wife in the situation. What couples want to you know, get together. Are there any that you can think of that are like the picture and the, and the words just, you know, are on the, just, there's no connection between those two things. Not that they're lying, but that just, it's a very different world from like what they look like for what they're saying. Oh, you know, I would love to be able to answer I don't know why yes. these categories are coming in my head, no. but I'm just curious. No, I, I have to say most people fit their ad. Huh? By and large, I would say most people fit the way the way they look in their picture is the way they sound in their ad. And uh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. I agree. Can I read? I, like uh, the, I, guess, I still keep thinking about a game. I guess a game that we we have to match them. You know, match oh, the right that, one. Yeah, yeah. The original ad to the uh, to the picture. Yeah, I know you had talked about some projects you did that were you got you doing some art around them. Can you talk talk about those things? Yeah, uh, I have an open call on my page for artists. Uh, if any artist wants to illustrate a personal ad, and by that I mean taking an ad that doesn't have a picture already. So you'd be taking an ad uh, mostly from like a weekly paper or just something that doesn't have a picture. And you create art in any medium you want, uh, whether it's you know drawing, painting, sculpture, what, even a photo would be fine. Um, that is your interpretation of what you think that the person in the ad might look like. And then I, I post them. That's also like a real into game with games. That could be like a really weird, ver cool version of Pictionary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What does this person look like? Oh, you know, having to describe the person with charades or with drawing. Mm -hmm. have, you, have you done research about like you know talking about that? Have you done research into like you know albums that were based in personal ads or theater or music or art? Have you ever like researched kind of people who took these things as as content? Absolutely. The, the, the most, um, I, I have tried to look for any, any book based on personal ads, anything based on personal ads. 
there's um there's a movie called personals or personal ads i haven't seen it but it does look like it's based around personal ads um the coolest thing that i've ever seen is some guy in the in the early 1980s did a photo he was a photographer he did a photo project and he published a book it's just called personal ads and he he's not doing what i'm doing i'm i'm pulling from all these different sources and all through time he was he was pulling current ads so he was going to his weekly city paper in the 1980s and pulling ads that he thought were interesting. And he was contacting the people in the ads and saying, hey, I'm not contacting you for a date. I'm contacting you for a photo project. What I would like to do is come and take your portrait. I'm going to put you in a book next to your ad. And I want to interview you. I want to interview you, your experiences with the ads. You know, have you gone on dates? What's your goal? What are you looking for? Have you found the person? Just that. Have you ever, yeah, have you heard stories of like people that got married or like, I mean, maybe you're not getting that, but have you ever like, I don't know, found sources that talk about like people that met that way, or maybe, you know, people ever share stories with you of, of having met in personal ads and. I have, I, I'm looking for more. I do have some friends who have some anecdotes. I do have one friend whose parents met via a personal ad yeah. and, they, and she's been trying to find that ad for me. They, they have it somewhere. So she's been trying to find the ad and I, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, I did have uh, my, a friend of mine actually uh, knows that I do this and said, Hey, I, I didn't have a personal ad, but I was a uh, part of a missed connection about 20 years ago and uh, showed me her missed connection. She was found on the, the, the Chicago public transit, uh, L L train. So that was kind of fun. That was misconnected like more. Was that Craigslist kind of thing? Or is that go the misconnections go back further in it terms was, of it personal was in, ads? It was in print in the Chicago reader, probably in like 2002 or 2003. So that's our weekly. That I would love to see more of those. That seems really. I feel like that's interesting to kind of because it's like it's it's it is an ad, but it's it's based on some interaction. But it's it's still a personal ad. You're still search, seeking a very particular person. But I'm curious on some of those stories and you know we'll have those read. Yeah, right. I mean, you're still seeking connection. Do you want me yeah. to read it? Yeah, I can read it to you. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear yeah. any of those. Now, the, the, a lot of these want to meet the person. This one just. This, this one just sounded kind of creepy. So um, she, she's a she's a Japanese woman. So the, the, this says, on the brown line, I saw this girl, Asian, dark glasses, incredible mouth, red toenails, incredible stoic, unpainted nails on long fingers, medium short hair, lots of attitude, light green cotton shirt, light blue jeans, instrument case between legs, single strand silver neck, necklace, and me across, of course, looking. Like, yeah, this guy got a real good look. That's a pretty good fucking memory, though. <laughs> yeah. So she, she, so she clipped it out and sent me a picture. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, interesting. You want me to read another favorite? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'll read another from the 70s. This is from a Swinger publication. Th this is a picture of a very young-looking guy in his uh, paratrooper fatigues. He, he's in a military photo. He says, handsome ex-paratrooper wants to meet sweet young things for new enlightening experiences. I'm tired of skydiving and ready to try a little muff diving. I want to spend a few minutes it's going, going through the ones you sent. Do you want to read one? I could read one. How about the how about um the woman that looks like she's just, the Canadian woman? Yes. From New York that, City. That is, she she is my 1941 uh secret crush. All right. Uh, I can imagine she's very she yeah, she's very 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 so a woman you would consider handsome, which is a very rare category. Very specific, handsome women are very specific kind of look. She's attractive yet very dignified. Yes. Yeah, so uh, New York City, Canadian American, secretary, age 45, 5, 110 pounds, brown hair, hazel eyes, 
college education, golden rule, religion, golden rule, golden rule, religion. That's the golden rule. I prefer the progressive and analytical mind to the laissez-faire attitude of 20 years, to, 20 years ago towards the solution of the world problems. I'm a realist and a humanitarian. Humanitarian among my favorite writers are Uptown, uh, Up, Up, Upton Sinclair. I'm not going to read it anymore. My, my brain is not working with reading. It's in Theodore. <laughs> I'm going to cut this out. Um, I'm not going to read them, but I, will, I want to go over the ones that have the photos that come yeah. that are interesting real quick. Um, sure, sure. Or maybe just look at some of these and ask what they're about. How about the fish guy? Before the fish guy, I'm curious about the guy who looks like he's drunk and someone's holding and someone's he's someone's he's holding somebody up we read him that's the milk guy the breast milk guy all right what about uh the big ear guy with the hat uh that's the magician okay sorry i did not what if no okay what playmate wisconsin playmate is that that can't be a real picture that's real you read that one. You, you read that one already. So the, uh, the only picture ones that I haven't read are the fish guy and then the the rubber suited gas mask guy in Ithaca. What about the GG two six OD? GG two six OD. I read him. Looks like you read him. He looks like he's yeah. like from a from a seventies like side. He's looking like he's a character from like Fahrenheit four fifty one or something. He looks very like modern sci-fi but from the 70s perspective he's so intense someone um said he looks like the have you dreamed have you dreamt about this man picture there used to be like this have you dreamt about this man thing and it would be like a a sketch drawing and it really does look like this guy and i would i would probably die of fright if i had a dream about this guy what's the get the, you did the gas mask one right no i haven't done that one let's, let's do that, do that one, one. Okay, so I, I like this one because um, th this one kind of calls uh, some, I, I like people who are eclectic. I like it when people have varied interests and call a little bit of variety into themselves. So this guy's in Ithaca, New York. This is an ad from 1984 and it came out of a, a kink magazine. Um, the picture of this guy, it's, it's two side-by-side -side pictures. On the right, you have a very uh, professional looking academic in a suit with his fist to his chin. Uh, he almost looks like Bob Newhart. And on the left, you have a picture of him in a full rubber suit with a really intense looking gas mask on. And there are some uh, leather and metal restraints uh, dangling in the background. So his ad says, seek serious relationship. Nothing against play, but why assume persons enjoying leather, helmets, boots don't want a deepening relationship involving classical music, outdoors, and literature? Women enjoying leather, rubber, gags, Right divorced man, 50. No commercial ladies, want to share, not buy. Yeah, let's try and maybe go another 10 minutes and um, we could go anywhere you want to go. We could talk about something else. We could talk about this. We could, I don't know if you, you know, if you... Um, uh, I mean, let's if, see if, where if, it goes. What do you want if, to talk about? Yeah, I mean, if you want, I, I would say like, sometimes like getting my hands on these has been kind of interesting. So... Um, yeah, tell me about how you, how you go about finding these. Yeah, so a lot of these, I, I think the big trouble with getting these is... When you get to the kinky stuff, like the 70s, 80s, I think that there is a little bit of interest and humor. They're also pornographic. People tended to save them. So they're not that hard to find. Like pretty much anyone can go on eBay or Etsy and find swinger, swinger magazines or whatever. So yeah, I do a lot of eBay. I do a lot of Etsy. I do library resources. I'll, I'll, I'll try other places. I'll, I'll look anywhere really. You know where you're going to find the most of these? And I just thought about it. Yeah. So I, I live in um, I'm at Philadelphia and there's a, a really, there's a really good archive at a, at a gay community center i'm not going to name it mm -hmm. and literally it is 30 40 percent porn mm -hmm. and but but like porn historical which kind of is where the shit fits into i'm wondering if you go to like more gay archives or even gay community yep. centers and archives if that's yep. probably the 
where you get get a lot of this stuff. I made a really big order to a book uh, to a an LGBT bookstore in San Francisco that had uh, quite a lot of great historical stuff, and I got some fantastic things there. Have you ever randomly just found any of these at a store, like randomly found this kind of stuff or on the street or, you know, like the old, you were just <laughs> magically find them in the woods? <laughs> may, no, may, may, maybe once or twice randomly, like in an antique store. But honestly, Rich, these are so hard to find. And the hardest ones to find are the really old ones, because this is the the strangest ephemera. People didn't really save them. And if they did, and if they are selling them on eBay, they're not selling them on the merit that they have personal ads inside. They're selling them on the merit that it's like an old newspaper or something like that. So I don't know what's in there. But one of my favorite stories about finding some of these is um, I'm a collector. I've, I've just, I've collected stuff my whole what life. Are some, just real quick, what are some, uh, some of your like other main collections that you get yeah. into? I collect uh, vintage spirits, you know, whiskey and wine and rum. We, we Do you have the, my, my, I don't, um, when I grew up, my grandparents had all like those decorative ones with like the worst tasting whiskey in the world that <laughs> I would drink. Cause it's like, Oh, we can just drink this. And if you drink it, it'd be like, this is, this is just a, cause plus it would probably be 30 years old or something, <laughs> but go on. You collect that kind of stuff. I, I collect and drink and share. So it's, it's like a, it's like a group of enthusiasts and, you know, we, I, I've had stuff that's, you know, distilled in the 1800s. I mean, it's, it's very interesting and cool. What's one of you, what are some of your prized possessions in that, in that, in that category? One of my favorites was I got a, uh, a carboy of whiskey. It was two gallons in a hand-blown glass carboy. What's uh, a carboy? Uh, it's like a big glass bottle. Think, think like a, think like a water cooler bottle, but hand-blown. It's like this beautiful hand-blown blue glass. And it came in this uh, really amazing wooden crate with uh, the brand stamped on it. And it was distilled in 1903, bottled in 1915. And it has this whole, whole story with it about how it was uh, uh, the house brand of whiskey for the, uh, the premier luxury hotel in Milwaukee right before Prohibition. And then prohibition hit and it ended up in a vault and uh, it surfaced from the vault sometime around the 1980s. And then fast forward 40 years and I got my paws on it and opened it and drank, drank it with a bunch of people, two gallons of hooch. So it was great. Yeah. I but, like that you, you share, not everybody shares these things with other people because sometimes we covet these things. Yeah. You got to drink it. It's cool. Yeah. But no, uh, you know, vinyl is another thing I collect pretty actively right now. Um, what kind of stuff? What kind of stuff are you looking for in vinyl? Anything. I love uh, old garage rock from the '60s, psych rock, seventies uh, and '80s, like '80s new wave and punk, uh, jazz and blues. I'm pretty eclectic. What are some of your? What would you say? Some, if you can think of it, what are some of your favorite? You know, I don't know. They have to be favorite, but some of the recent ones that you've that are exciting to you. You know, I, I feel like that shit changes, so I don't want to ask for top yeah. five. But what are some that just you know, you just think about her like you recently, you know. I lucked across an, for a pretty good price, an original mono copy from 1966 of uh, the the 13th floor elevators self-titled. Yeah, so, so cool. Oh, nice. What's the um, most you've ever paid for a record? I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Okay. <laughs> you should ask what the most I paid for a bottle of whiskey is. I would also plead the fifth on that. It's, it's my, it's funny with records. I, I've never paid more than 30. I'm not a, I, I collect, but I'm not a collector. You know mm -hmm. I mean? I just, I always have a good, like maybe three, 400 records, but it comes and goes, but I never, I don't know. I don't, there's, there's the only record I would ever spend real money on. Cause I'm obsessed with it is the soundtrack to Valley girl. Um, so yeah, go back. So what are some of, yeah, what are some, do you have any Holy grails of, of vinyl that, 
Yeah, I have the 13th floor elevators is a good one. I have an original copy of the Velvet Underground self-titled, not nice. the not the banana one, but the the true self-titled, just the Velvet Underground. Yeah. I've got an original English copy of that that's the um, original mix because most of the American mixes are are done by Lou Reed and this was the Val Valen I, I think Val Valentine was his name. Okay. Uh, his mix and it's great. I I love it. One of my favorite albums of all time. What is what is one that you like that is your dream one and what's the dream one and would you try to find it or would you buy it? Do you oh, feel to get? Do you feel like in terms of you looking, do you want to find this in a thrift store? Oops, or do you want to like are you okay just buying it on eBay? Do you I want to do you want the hunt or are you just ready? I mean, I'm not gonna judge either way. I've done both. You know what? I used to be obsessed with the hunt, but I've been collecting vinyl since high school. Okay. So I would used to, you know, when I was started collecting and I was in high school, we're talking the late 1990s. Okay. So I could get and that that's when vinyl was incredibly unpopular. So you could get really good stuff at garage sales for a quarter or fifty nice. cents. And yeah, it's just, it's too competitive now. It's yeah. you almost have to just break down and go on eBay or Discogs or whatever. But yeah. It's the same. I mean, I, you know, I've been a thrift store freak. I mean, you know, I'm also a little older. So like, you know, when I was a teen, it was fucking awesome. And, and I feel like, you know, you, you go, I don't know. I, I did not, I don't like people that buy some thrift stores and resell. Um, right. If you, I don't know, you know, in the same way, I, I might change my mind about that. I'm like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna like do the work for somebody else and then sell it, like, why not? If you, you know, but it always felt weird with clothes where it's like, well, you know, if someone would just find a really, really cool shirt for five bucks and you take it and sell it for 20, it, it, that felt shitty. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, no, what, so records, what's, what's another category agree. of things you, you, things you collect? Those are the big things now. I mean, when I was younger, I would collect baseball cards, comic books, action figures, things like that. But uh, not now it's the ephemera, the vinyl, the whiskey. Yeah. Um, but no, finding the ephemera, is, it's, it's just interesting. Uh, sometimes when I'm looking for something, a, a f an interesting way of seeking it is to take out a classified ad in the newspaper. You've done and that? And I have done that. And the thing is, is like when you're looking for something that, you know, older people might have vinyl to let go of and not all of them, a lot of it's just sitting in a box somewhere and they're, they're not all bringing it to the record store or to a thrift store or to a donation center. So it's like more of a proactive outreach. And the only people who read the classified section are, are 70 years plus. So when I run an ad being like, Hey, I'm looking for records. Can you, you know, here's my phone number and my name, I'll get these calls. And it's, it's, it's funny because like some people are clearly calling just to chit chat. They don't have what I'm looking for. <laughs> and, they, so and it's usually I men. That. It's I usually, love that. Sorry. It's, it's usually men. So one morning I'm running an ad and I get a call from this old guy. He introduces himself and says, I'm, he tells me he's like 85 years old or something like that. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, what do you have? And he's like, oh, he's like, I don't, I don't have anything you're looking for. I don't think. I'm like, okay. Um, cool. So, so how's your day going? And like I said, I'll talk to anybody about anything. So he just starts talking and talking and he's like, so do you collect anything else? And I was like, well, it's kind of a weird thing, but I collect personal ads. And he's like, Oh, what do you mean by that? So I, I tell him and he's just, he's, he's like, Hey, I have a, he's like, I don't have any, but I can tell you about some publications. And the big challenge here is finding some of these publications. So he told me about two publications and one of them was uh, the girlfriend and the boyfriend which uh, I sent you a copy of. Uh, it, was a, it was a magazine that ran from 1951 to 1953 and it featured personal ads of, uh, it, was, it was like people making friends or something like that. 
And it's just a little personal. It's, I, I've posted a lot of those. And then he turned me on to another publication. And he's just like, you know, I remember this one from when I was a kid in the 30s and 40s. There was this uh, little newspaper that would come out. I'm not going to say the name of it uh, because it is so obscenely hard to find. I have gotten lucky and found three copies and, and they're, they're three of my favorites. Um, so, some of my favorite ads come out of these. But um, yeah, he's, he's, I would never have found these without this random conversation with this guy. And he, yeah, we talked for, you know, probably 30 minutes. All right. So I want to, I want to like end this up. I want to kind of, you know, I don't know if you have any plugs for what you're doing, but I'm curious what's next. What, what's, you know, what have you thought about whether it's a, another kind of thing or a variation of this, like in terms of loving all this shit and posting it and vintage stuff, what's, what do you, what's like next, whether it's related to, to uh, long lost personals or otherwise. Yeah, no, I love what you're doing. And thank you for having me on. This is, this is great. And uh, yeah, and I, I love being a part of this. And you've mentioned, you know, maybe getting my stuff up on the website and making more of like a permanent archive in case the, you know, the, the, the horrible happens and my account gets taken down or something. I, mean, I don't know. What I was curious about, I want to ask you is, how do you feel about online archives for this stuff? Do you want to have the real thing? Is it, or are you okay with scans? Do you enjoy going through? I want the real thing. I mean, I, I, I fa- I've found other people's collections online. It just doesn't interest me as much as like being able to page through a magazine or a book or a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. I love the touch. But no, I mean, I, I've had a lot of ideas. I mean, you know, I, I've been, I just had my one year anniversary of the At Long Lost Personals Instagram account. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, I want to continue collaborating with artists. Um, I do have, uh, I, I actually have a, a book deal with an artist so there's an artist in uh michigan who did did a book of uh illustrated uh craigslist ads and we're working on a with the with the the q for q uh podcast uh uh we're working on a collaboration between the three of us where it's going to be uh an adult coloring book prompted by queer personal ads so this lady is doing the art and i have some samples they're really good so far we're targeting like mid 2024 for release so it'll be a while but yeah, no, yeah. But I'm open to other book ideas, collaborations, want to keep working with artists. Uh, everything's been a lot of fun. People keep coming at me with new ideas and it's, uh, it keeps me busy. It's, it's fun. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Um, we've got some great stuff coming up. Best way to keep tabs is a few ways is to join our Instagram, Vintage, Vintage Journals Archive. Uh, we have a website. We have a lot of really cool stuff on there. There's all these deep dives, all these different topics we've looked into. Um, there's a video archive, which I've spent a lot of time. I haven't put a lot into either of those things recently, but there's a lot of great stuff in there. Um, we, we, you know, we have the main podcast, episode 61, I think this one is. We have a Jew. We have a Jewish version with a few episodes that are not on the main one. We did an amazing. Uh, I got really lucky to do an amazing uh, separate podcast for a show called Minx, um, and everybody there was so good to me that I just kept meeting more people, and we wound up doing about six, 15, 16 episodes, and we're still putting a few out. Um, that one, I'm really proud. You know, we're just doing a lot of great stuff. Uh, Otter. Castro is my um, main, he's my main partner in all this, and he is my editor, and if I didn't have him, I would have quit this a year ago, um, and he's starting to do some interviews himself, and we're starting to bring in other people, you know, I pride myself that our page is designed to be very multicultural, it's always been embedded a certain percent 
uh, of you know uh, LGBTQ people of color, uh, all, all kinds of other communities that are not seen as much. Uh, it's not just like fun, but it's a mix, and it's important for me to you know it's important that I do this, and you know a lot of these vintage pages are you know. I'm a white person, although I'm a Jew, so I don't know where I fall into if I'm white or not. You can tell me if you want to, but it's probably best if you don't. Um, anyway, so, you know, that's a big piece. And it's easy, it was easier to do that back in the day, you know, because I'm just putting, I'm posting. Like, I don't, but, you know, um, with the podcast, it's not as easy as I, you know, I'm building relationships. I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to treat anybody as a token. I don't, I, I have to build real relationships to support that. And I've been doing that, and it takes time, and it, it's taken a little while, and you know, it just has to kind of happen. You can't force it, um, but it's it's getting to a really good place, and I'm very happy where it's at. And I'm starting to bring in other people. You know, in terms of the diversity, I also don't feel like I should be the one doing all these interviews. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of female guests that I, I would rather have a female interviewing them, or you know, if it's a, if it's a topic of person of color, I just feel like it's fair. You know, it's, I need the same diversity in. Um, in the in the hosting as I do in the in the page, and it's hard because it's like I, it's hard to let go. I mean, I, bringing people in to interview. We're doing our first one this week on Sunday with Ricky Tucker, who is amazing. We've talked to him before, and Bruce LeBruce, and they're just going to talk. And I, I'm very excited about it, but it's not easy to just like let, it's not easy to let go. But I think it's gonna it's gonna make a bigger thing. Um, so anyway enjoy check out our our stuff please subscribe to the podcast vintage Angels, vintage Angels archive outsider podcast it's very hard these days to uh get your name out there because instagram essentially like blocks it every time we ever talk about the podcast they block it because they're trying to get advertising and it sucks that it operates like that but it does um and we can't i you know i'm i, I instead of me putting in money in advertising i'm paying my editor I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, we could get bigger if we had money to spend on advertising, but then my editor doesn't get paid. And I'd rather just take care of people. So we're just going. Um, but we need word of mouth. We need people to subscribe. Uh, we need a bigger audience. We have a great one and it's not about the audience, but there's some great stuff in there and I, I want more people to hear it. Uh, so that is that. Enjoy. Uh, for those of you, I don't know when this is going to come out. Oh, it's coming out tomorrow. So enjoy your holiday. Uh, yeah. Um, we got a few things coming up. I'm excited to interview Sam Levine uh, in a few days. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but probably soon. And with Jeff Braun, who's an amazing artist I've been working with. Um, we're going to talk about SCTV because we all love it. And I, uh, I've been wanting to do something on SCTV for a long time. So yeah, check it out. There's a lot of great stuff. There's so, I'm so proud of where we're at. And we're interviewing some top-notch, amazing people. And, and I'm just in awe that I get to talk to these people at all because they feel like they're very much out of my league and the fact they talk to me at all is is seemingly uh it's great but it, it can feel it's confusing maybe uh, i'm very lucky let's just say that i'm uh, talking to people who where i just get to tell them how amazing i think they are and, and know about their and t hear about their work and give them a, you know a bit of an audience um is, is is a dream it's all it's everything i've ever wanted to do is really you know i'm a jim henson person i want to get known be out in the world by pointing at people that are doing better stuff than me <laughs> so thank you any support you can give uh, is really appreciated happy holiday happy hanukkah happy merry christmas kwanzaa whatever you celebrate any any pagan i mean i don't know I, i'm a i'm a i'm a uh i'm so many different things together i'm jewish but i don't believe in god but i like the pagan stuff i have a little buddhism in there so whatever you celebrate really enjoy it take some time to be with your 
anyone be alone be with your family whoever you are i know the holidays are hard um and we're trying to make them a little better so we're going to put some stuff out that might brighten your day a little bit that's our goal you know all right take care